Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Welcome back, villagers, to the Lucky Die. Previously... Lafian seeks to know another ancient hero. Rao offers his services after death. Squash once again wears his father's cloak, and Sultana fixes a burn. The team ponder what they could offer the mage, and whether they should go after the hero from the ages past, one who had survived here in the Storking. Trading help and favours, the team get information on Sirik, he who is Conjuration, who may know more about the Timekeeper. What favours will Melwyn ask for? Why does Squash's parents know about a warlock-killing dagger? And how often does Bogram travel to the Storking? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. of you keeping hold of your amulets or is one of you going to give one to Bogram? Fuck no. I absolutely uh, refuse to give him anything. Um, I hope he dies. Wrong, <laughs> wrong, I anticipated Raw asking. Um, Raw will ask Bogram. Um, you have a reputation for being able to be sneaky here. Are you sneakier hey. than me? It's not necessarily that I'm sneakier. Uh, mm-hmm. I just know my way around these. Not everything here is about being able to hide or to sneak. Sometimes it's 
it's other things, avoiding things, leaving gifts, that sort of thing. Uh, hmm. I'm sorry, leaving having gifts? Having a really big axe. Hey, like a, like a, like a distraction or a, a way to let something know you're not here meaning it harm. Hmm. Okay. It's just like traveling through like a really wild forest. You got some creatures that if you just give it a distraction of meat, it'll be totally fine. You can walk on by it. So there's, you got no bloody chance. Some of them just have to look big and scary at, which, you know, I'm a bit shorter than most, so I can't really manage that. But sometimes you just got to be dead silent. Each thing has a different way of being around here. So you, so you know things. Okay. But you're not sneaky here. You hold on to this for now. Raw hands and the thing. Is the necklace? Uh, no, it's just a like a really small stone, I guess. Oh, okay, cool. um, hexagon shape with some circles inside cool, it. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, um, uh, Nami, um, because I'm, you keep I'm it. hoping that maybe it seems like I'm su- supposed to be here enough, kind of with the way that things work with the specter stuff that maybe I can hide a little bit better, maybe. But otherwise, I'm kind of sneaky already. I appreciate the thought, but um, I've been here often enough. I'm. You keep hold of it, just in case. After all, it's the four of you that has got to get back, not me. And besides, I've been here two days already. Not dead yet. Okay. Yet being the operative word, Zoltana says under her breath. <laughs> what if Rawl just goes around in his hour of reaping the whole time? Uh, I don't think that'll be particularly effective here. Well, I mean, he'll blend in. We'll see. Listen, he said that Rawl should keep it, and so Rawl should keep it. Let's not let's not argue when he's telling Raul to keep the thing that's supposed to protect Raul. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Just food for thought. Well, thought for food, depending on how you want to think about. It. Never mind. I don't think many things feed on your thoughts here. I don't think you have to worry about that. I hope not. Can we leave the bubble now? Raul's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Raul, do, do you need a, to pee? Do, do we do need we to have enough distraction gifts? Uh, I do. I've got enough. In the backpack, just in case we need them. Okay, we should at least be fine to find this person then. Hey, um, you said north, 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 east. No, it's north, 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 northeast. Funny guy. All right, we'll head north. We'll pick up signs of him, no doubt. And with that, Bogram just kind of like opens like a like a, a gate that's, um, at the edge of the village and just walks on through, and he just. Turns back and says, you got to make sure you shut the gate, otherwise they'll get attacked by the Ixnar. The what? Ixnar, surprise. They're uh, tricky little bastards. Uh, he's, by the way, I'm just going to let him do the walk and talk thing, so you're not like yeah. stuck in one place. Does, does the um, gate do that, like the stereotypical, like the... <laughs> thing? Uh, if Neil can find it and put it in post, sure. <laughs> Well, I mean, for the theater of the mind people, does it make the creepy noise? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, no. Uh. Oh, <laughs> Neil, add it. Oh, that V has said no. 
Please. <laughs> Record scratch, play it back over without the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> y- y- I give you full permission. You could use mine. Go right ahead. <laughs> now that's the new loop. Something. Anyway. Um, hey, uh, it's a nice surprise. They're kind of like tall creatures that uh, uh, they they like playing games of hide and seek. I guess that's probably the best example. They're, they're, they're ambushes and they like to drum up fear in you before they, you know, jump on you and send you to wherever the fuck it is that they send you to. Nowhere nice. I've never seen anyone come back from them. Kind of like six feet tall, usually bald, sometimes a little bit of hair covered in like purple and blue runes. Sounds nightmarish. You, and he points at Lafian, will kind of like gestures in his direction. Actually, you might not be affected by them. Go on. Well, unless the three of you have developed some... Well, you probably have. Although magical abilities, you can't be put asleep. I can do magic now. And Rod makes it <laughs> a minor illusion that he's very proud of. <laughs> what, what is the it? minor illusion? Thank you. Um, it's an, another Tia. <laughs> It's a smaller, cuter Tio. It's Amos Tio. Tio time theme. Makes makes, uh, Amos Tio version appear. That's cute. That's cute. Um, He smiles. He recognizes what this is. Um, uh, Nice. Nice job there. (laughs) <laughs> um, but, uh, I, uh, yeah, uh, my point still stands. I don't think you, uh, I think Lafayette's the only one who can't be put asleep. The rest of us might need to watch out. The Ixnar, when they, when they ambush you, when they, they touch you, they tend to knock you unconscious and then send you to where it is they send you. So, yeah, you, you might be all right. Oh, good. I can watch my friends get dragged off into oblivion. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll go unconscious. Easy, maybe. Uh, they'll jump out and you'll fall unconscious before they even touch you. Sorry. Sorry, that was mean. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing looks down at he's like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> well, it's chuckled already. Yeah, that, like, yeah. Ch- chuckles. The, the one thing we want to look out for, uh, the, if any of you hear, like, this, like, clicking noise or, a, or, a, or a, like a high-pitched whistle, Anything like that, if you catch that on the edge of your senses, then we need to hide as quickly as we can. Uh, they're kind of like small little creatures. They're, they're pixies of fate waving, and they're, they're tiny, and they've got these wings that make this really strange sound, and they can hit us with soul fire or something close to it. Um, a friend of mine got, uh, got killed by that, and it wasn't pretty, so... Yeah, I don't want you guys to... If we just hear it, you've got to hide or you've got to run. That's your choice. Don't we have potions for that? Yeah, we have uh, potions that should make us, like, borderline invisible to these creatures for about an hour. But, um... I'm going to be honest, I'm going to sit on mine until it comes to the hourglass. Um, Yeah, it's probably for the best. The later you can leave it, probably the better. I mean, I know that they're one of the guardians that are around it. 
Worst case scenario, I can just make us invisible. That probably won't help. They can see through a lot of invisibility. Oh. I thought the potion just did the... Okay, different kind of... Great. I'm assuming it works in a different way. Who who gave it to you? Where, where'd you get it from? Because uh, po- if you just bought an invisibility potion, that ain't gonna do shit. Uh, no, it's... Uh, I, I believe it was Emil who brewed this up for us. We know that at least should work then. That guy gives me the willies. Uh, yeah, he was not exactly uh, excited about making this potion or anything to do with the stalking. Kind of bullied him into it. I mean, I grew to like him. Odd, odd, <laughs> odd guy. Uh, bit of a weird one. Mm. Didn't expect his tea kettle to look exactly like that, I have to admit. Now, what were you expecting? <laughs> I don't know. I-, I was expecting maybe something made of, like, copper or brass or something. Uh, you know, like some ornate handwork or something, like a-, a really posh spell. And it's just like this white and blue thing. What the bloody hell is that? Well, that's the good china. You only break out the good china in very specific circumstances. I, I don't know. The things I've heard about liches, you kind of expect them to be in, like, big fancy-ass crystals or, like, in some ornate box or a chest or something, but a bloody tea kettle. Mm, least expect Ugh. it. True. Um, it was bloody hard to find. You've heard a lot about liches? Uh, there's a couple of, what do you call them, reflectories? Reflectories? Ah, uh, whatever it is, there's a couple of them hidden on this plane. I'm sorry, th- there's a couple of them? Oh, it's just, eh? Plural? How many are there? Uh, aye, aye? I, I, I don't know. Um, oh, God. Things you pick up in rumours, you know. Uh, good to know. Good to know. As a general rule, I try and avoid everything here on the stalking, but they're definitely on my top ten don't go near these things guide. Do they hang out on the on the stalking plane, or they just put the phylactery here? I, I think they just put it here. I've never run across a lich myself. I mean, other than our meal, I guess. Maybe they're all just as nice. That would be good. I wouldn't say he's nice. I mean, he's <laughs> doing what he has to right now, I guess. But it's bloody thousands of souls to get to where he was. Where he is, I guess. That That's fair. Yeah. A lot of dead people. A lot of burnt souls. Like... At least he's on our side. Hey. I mean, imagine if someone like him were working for Dejin. Fuck that. Well, Dejin's probably got at least two of them working for him. Knowing him. <sighs> he already convinced Coleman over to his side, so... It's not crazy to imagine he managed to trick other people. It's it's coming, Alain. Yeah, really. I never saw that coming. I mean, I knew her since she was a nipper. I never once suspected. How does he get him, do you think? How do you think he persuades him? I mean, it's some sort of magic, obviously, right? He goes in and, like, does something to their memories or changes them in a way. No, because we looked for that. It's, um, what's, what's Grooming, it? I think is the nasty, terrible word that would be used for it. 
I think Demi phrased it really well once. It's a beautiful lie instead of the ugly truth. It's really simple to take a final, make a final choice that won't really have any repercussions on you rather than fighting constantly forever for your future. It's easier to have an end. And I think that's what tempts people. I guess not everyone's born to be a fighter. Death is easy. Living is hard. Hey, <laughs> I, I think like a great poet once said that. Yeah, just me just now. <laughs> he gives you like half a smile. Um, <laughs> I would like... Who is going to be leading or be at the front of this group? Bogum, obviously. All right. But I'm assuming Squash is right on his heels. Watching out for Ixnars of surprise, so they're not that surprising. Then I would also like you to roll a perception check, please. All right. You're welcome, rest of the crew. <laughs> Why does Ixnar sound like what would be like the Icelandic version of the boogeyman? If you don't go to bed, the Ixnar is going to get you. The Ixnar is going to come and steal your socks. Um, I got Only the left one. On my perception. Um, on a 28, you don't hear anything that sounds like a high-pitched whistle or the fluttering of wings or like a really like weird clicking noise. You don't hear any of that at all. Um, you do kind of see off in the distance, um, you do kind of see things that are moving, but they're quite big and it seems to be a pack of them, but they're not coming in your direction or anything like that. Um, there's a little dust coming up, but otherwise like it's not in the direction you're traveling and it seems to be heading towards you. Where you folks are headed towards, however, was when um, you're headed towards what looks like two mountain ranges. Um, there's like a kind of little bit of a valley between them and sort of in this valley area, there's this kind of like really heavy swamp with these trees that are very tall and overgrown with things that seem to be hanging off of them. Your very stereotypical swamp ass land. That is the direction that you're traveling to. As you are going forward, probably, you know, unless you guys want to keep talking to Bogram about random shit um, and you can ask whatever you wish, but sort of towards probably almost the end of the day, um, Bogram just kind of like puts a hand up and just takes a step to the side off of the path. And you can see that at least Squash would very quickly see um, that he is indicating these like strange ripples that appear to be in the ground. The ground is mostly at this point covered in this kind of like very dark brown, orangey looking kind of sand type stuff. And as it goes further in, you can see it gets darker and wetter until it eventually turns into this kind of dark green swamp. And you can see that there are these kind of little ripples in it as if the sand themselves has been shifted and moved as in it's making space for a foot, but there's no footprint in it. There's no hoof print. There's no animal print. It's just shifted. And you can see this path that obviously goes into the swamp itself. And Bogram says, okay, this is roughly the direction that you were pointing Lathian, so I'm going to probably guess that this Whatever it is made these tracks. That's nothing. I usually avoid tracks like this. This usually means there's going to be some pretty powerful people up ahead or things. Hero of the old age. We need. Makes sense. Hey. We need to move quietly. 
There's a lot of creatures that live in these trees, the trees themselves sometimes don't like our presence and there are things that live in the swamp that will pull you under if you're not careful it's essential that you stay quiet and if you can put your foot on something solid do it if you can avoid getting in the water at all I mean that's safer we probably won't be able to avoid getting wet but stay safe alright and Bogram kind of like tightens up his pack so there's nothing jingling there's no extra movement on it that shouldn't be you can see that he kind of like tucks his trousers into his boots so that there's nothing swaying and moving around and then he quite quickly with his hands on like his um hand like ready to grab a knife at his waist you see him like dart into the swamp and probably less than two or three seconds he just disappears into this darkness okay i'm gonna make a scared roll Okay. Just a, you know, good old-fashioned scared roll. It's an eight. It's an eight. All right, I think that's a that's a good time to roll yourself some damage. We have temporary hit points, though, still, don't we? I From think I that's a the good meal. <laughs> the only one that got theirs I beaten senseless out of him was Squash. Hey, I'm yeah. still hurt. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow them to stay. I'll allow them to stay over because I think at this point they probably would have disappeared, but fuck it. Um, yeah, go ahead, chunk through them. We can get rid of them on the next long rest. Ten, so five. Okay. Uh, so your belt is currently set to acid? Yeah. Yeah, I don't change that. I don't think I've ever changed it, <laughs> have I? I'm There's a nice ass. sign yes. on there that says, do yes. not touch. <laughs> I did change it to something. I think you switched it and everyone saw you do it. Like, they did. Oh, stop that. Um, <laughs> I got cold, yeah. I think. It I think you when we went on the cold. mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yep. When you're in uh, in Kieta. Okay. Who is taking the lead and following... Bogroom, are you following Bogroom? Are you just going to be like, ah, fuck him, leave him to the swamp and he can come find us later? Um, no, we, all wanna do? we have to follow him through the swamp. We have to get to this person. Uh, okay. So Squash is at least going to, yeah, just steal himself and move like move forward. Um, okay, then I need everyone to roll a stealth check. This is not a group check. We have advantage plus two, right? Yeah. Yes, you have advantage plus two. Um, just going to throw this out there since we've been traveling with Bogrim for a while. Squash is definitely trying to pick up whatever Bogrim is like tracking. Like this mm-hmm. world follows completely different tracking rules than his uh, than the material plane. And Squash foresees having to come back here at some point for timekeeping related <laughs> incidents. So he's absolutely like <laughs> trying to study. Um, yeah, that's totally fine. Um, so yeah, you had noticed, like, he did stop everyone and, like, indicate, hey, there's a thing, um, and then, like, whatever it is, but, like, you noticed that he had actually seen some of these markings before, mm-hmm. they just weren't quite as clear, and until we pointed them out, you weren't, like, 100% sure what he was looking at, but, like, yeah, this kind of strange effect that's happening in the sand, like, you kind of recognize that that is something that he's following you're not sure what yet but this is definitely something oh boy uh, why does why does mine have to why does my stealth have disadvantage because your armor oh yep so yours should be a straight roll so the first one was 12 um, no second one was 12 yeah yeah 
over the one, the very first roll that it did. Yeah, the very first roll we always was uh was actually a twelve. <laughs> oh, and then the second one, the one that's in gray, is the eighteen. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, Plus four. That's so. okay. So for you, it's just a straight roll, unless you want to take your armor off. Um, we need to get you armor that negates the shit. <laughs> like, we have to fix this for you somehow. <laughs> Wait, don't you have the boots? The boots don't really do like anything for me because of my armor. <laughs> yeah, they flatline because the boots are supposed to give advantage, but there's a negative, so it's just a flat roll. Oh, yeah, no, if there's a positive and a negative, it doesn't yeah. matter, then it's just a flat roll. You do, however, have a 14 on your stealth because you have a plus two from the amulet. Yes. All right, okay, let's go from the top of my screen. Lafian. 10. Boy, howdy. Ral. 26. Plus two, 28. Squash. 34 plus two, 36. And Sultana. 14. Okay. As you begin to very quietly make your way through the f- the kind of the swamp area, um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Squash is probably leading and y'all are kind of trying to follow best in the footsteps that you can. You begin to make your way through this kind of weird sand area and as you kind of get to the kind of more swampy area, you can begin to like actually see like Bogram up ahead and you can see that there are these fallen logs and these very thick reeds that is clearly he's just put himself upon and you begin to very carefully make your way across. You're probably about five, ten minutes of the way through this when Lafian, your foot goes straight through one of these hollow logs that is here and there is a big splash and Bogram turns and looks... And Lafian, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh boy. I'm going to use an inspiration. No, <laughs> not an inspiration. I'm going to use a point of luck. Luck. There you yep. go. I have inspiration, but I'm better using luck. For the listeners, that was a nat one for a total of five. <laughs> total of nine, because Zoltana's knee. It's an 18 on the dice, plus four, so it's 22, and then Zoltana's in range, I'm hoping. I'm going to say yes. So that's another plus four, so 26. Okay. Um, as you put your throat through this log and Bogram spins around and he kind of has that, like, ah, oh, shit, uh, look on his face, you look down and you see this muffled six-fingered, a uh, six-finger, uh, six, this muffled hand with six fingers that is clearly webbed and it reaches out and grabs for your leg and you pull it out of the way kind of just about in time as it kind of scratches along the side of you. Um, And you take what would have been 10 points of slashing damage, you only take five and you are not grappled. Okay, cool, cool. Nor are you poisoned. What? Nor are you poisoned. Oh, good. Uh... As you look down and you see this hand just like scrape at you, you see another hand put its hands um, like reach next to you on the other side of your um, of your leg and it kind of begins to pull itself out and pull this log downwards. What do you want to do? Uh, is there a spot of dry land somewhere nearby that I can... There is... Like I'm going to say because Zoltana is closest to you. Yeah, Zoltana, like you'll find yourself standing on a rock but there really isn't a lot of room on this rock. Okay, uh telepathically to Zoltana he's gonna say I'm gonna need you to catch me in a second here and uh, uh <laughs> fuck okay he's going to because he doesn't want to jump because then that might make more noise or his foot uh-huh. might go through the fucking log again 
Um, he's going to do a short range teleportation. Okay. So he's going to. Yeah, he's just going to use step of a dozen paces, and Zoltana's not that far away, so it's only like a sub. A, a, a side point. Yeah, that's fine. So yeah. he just kind of like phases and then. Actually, no, because we're in the stalking. What does teleporting in the stalking look like? It's kind of what you would expect. It's just very fast movement. So what would normally have been like you phasing into the stalking, moving that distance, then coming back into reality, you just move. Um, You just become incorporeal. Okay. So yeah, he just kind of does that and then appears right next to Zoltana and is like trying to make sure that he doesn't fall off the rock or anything. (laughs) I'm going to like start a hand out to like grab him by the you know, shirt and be like, I got you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll accept that. He, just, he's just like, it's just comic. <laughs> just finger to the lips, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> as you as you teleport out and you see like these two hands like pull this log down, you can see just the very top of the kind of like what looks like an, an um, a lot of like really dark green and blue seaweed, which is clearly like a head or like the hair on on this creature's head, and it pulls the log down, and you see this kind of bubbles escape upwards. Um, you have disappeared out of this thing's range, and it seems upset. And you see maybe a few seconds later, the log just kind of bob back up to the surface and just kind of do that thing where it spins around for a little bit, and it looks like a perfectly normal log again with no hole in it. His eyes are wide, and he is staring at Bogram like, uh. Bogram just kind of like shrugs his shoulders and put his hands up, up in the air a little bit like, what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> and he does the over-exaggerated like finger to the lips, um, and he, he continues on forward. Um, God, I wish I could fly okay. right now. <laughs> I almost took it, and I didn't. Oh. <laughs> Levitate, baby. Um, you continue making your way through this swamp. The kind of the trees around you get taller and thicker. The branches, like the curry, the um, the trunks themselves get really thin and slender. Um, almost looking at them makes it look like they can't possibly support the weight of the branches and all of the leaves and all the foliage that is hanging down off of them. What is very strange, however, that there really is no sound here. What you would expect normally around the swamp is some sort of like cricket type noises or the sound of rushing like water or rustling of anything. There is nothing. There is no wind. It is just a heavy, oppressive atmosphere all around you. As you continue forwards, you see that Bogram is like, you hear that Bogram is kind of like struggling not to cough and wheeze. And as you kind of get to the area where he was, you find the air itself becomes very thick and heavy. And as you're there, you realise the air around you is this kind of very thick, yellowish kind of colour, like a fog all around you. I need all of you to make con saves. Ah, uh, get on my level. If it's a, if it's a poison effect, I think Zoltan <laughs> actually has advantage. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'll take it. All right, um, Squash, what did you get? 21. I rolled a 19. Don't forget the Zoltana aura. Oh, then I get... The, Zolt- the Zoltora? Five. The Zoltora pushes me... Uh, it sounds... Uh, no, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Zoltana, what did you get? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Fucking seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, I guess. Okay, uh, Lafian. 18. And Ral. 27. 
Um, so Tana, as I'll rephrase, as everybody enters into this area, you feel like a really heavy sensation in your chest, like it's really difficult to breathe just for a moment. And then as you kind of like breathe deeply, most of you just manage to breathe that feeling out and just kind of find like a new normal. Sultana, this is really difficult and you begin to feel that kind of cough like creeping up the back of your throat. And eventually you just cough up really hard. And... You take nine points of poison damage. All right. Well, I'm going to take those to my temporary HP. Yes, that was already halved before you asked. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask. I, I just I trusted you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, you find that it's really difficult. As you cough, you begin to all suddenly hear that there is like little bits of movement all around the ground below you and you can see that the grass the kind of the 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 swamp grass that's here the kind of the reeds that are reeds that's the word you can see that the reeds here are beginning to react to that sound they kind of shift away and then kind of almost as if they're reaching out for Zoltana just begin to like go in her general direction you can almost see the roots that are deeply in the in the water here just kind of shift and move in her general direction Bogram comes across and just very quickly just ushers for all of you just to move <laughs> very quickly and you continue moving onwards. You continue this god-awful walk through the swamp for another hour, two hours, when Bogram raises a hand to get your stop and he indicates to his eyes and then points forward. And off in the distance you can see this kind of almost like a clearing you can see that the swamp water is a lot less here it's like on a slight rise you can see that there are these kind of big boulders that almost make a circular pattern and in the center of that you can see this broken hollowed out tree stump but it's massive absolutely massive it's not quite the same size as the tree of the dead when you're in the orchard of the dead no 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 i mean they're that big but it is still pretty big. You can see there's a lot of moss and a lot of like reeds and a lot of um, hanging foliage that's all over this. But this is clearly a hollowed out stump. You can see that there is a small fire flickering from within. You can see it illuminating the sky above and the areas in the roots that don't quite reach into the swamp. Does this look like the area that I saw the guy in? Yeah. Um, okay, then telepathically to everybody laughing, I'll say, this is it. This is where I saw the person. Squash just Including looks back. Bogram, okay. he tells Bogram. Squash yeah. just looks back and kind of nods. Um, is there a safe way to get to it, or...? Take an investigation or a perception check for me, please. Dun, 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 dun. Let's do an investigation today. That's a 26. You notice that where these kind of boulders are, where the beginning of the kind of rise up out of the swamp that this kind of clearing has, and you notice that after a little bit more examination, there are these very faintly carved runes in each of them, or strange sigils that you don't recognise. They don't look like they should be magic, but there is a very 
very minute glow in them. This would probably tell you it's a mixture of old and new magic here. Um, and Bogrim kind of indicates the kind of same area that you notice probably, you know, moments before him. And he kind of like tries to indicate magic, has no idea how to do that without saying it and just like taps one of the runes on your wrist. <laughs> he does the finger wiggling. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, do I need to dispel this shit? We should pick that up the rock. <laughs> That's probably important. It's a part of a delivery quest. Hello, sir. We have delivered your rock. Hi, sir. Uh, we found that there was this rock. It says uh, under porch. <laughs> <laughs> It's a weird elvish name. Uh, uh, it's uh, the apostrophe is after the P, but before the O. Porch. Wait, no, under porch <laughs> is clearly a Hobbit name. <laughs> <laughs> True. Under uh, porch. Could Squaws possibly discern what the runes are do or mean? Take an Arcana check, which you now have proficiency on. Ah, <gasps> yes, I do. Fuck Click you. As an eighteen. Dog, no idea. Nah. Old <laughs> magic. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say that yeah, this would scream like chaos old magic to you. Like you've seen some chaos magic written in um the margins of some of the things that Demi's written down in her her guide to magic, but it's like it's not really comprehensible for you. Okay. How do we get in without making noise and without killing ourselves? Bogrim kind of shrugs and then just like clenches his fist and like taps forward three times. And then just shrugs his shoulders in a question. <laughs> Telepathically, he's like, did you just insinuate that we just knock? He puts two thumbs up. <laughs> uh... He makes a ge- laughing just makes a gesture like, by all means. <laughs> knock on the boulder go ahead he kind of like gives you like a really wide eye expression of like I was only joking <laughs> I'll, t- I'll touch the rock listen play stupid games win stupid prizes <laughs> um, did you say that these boulders were the only way to the um, to the hollowed out tree in the middle Yeah, they kind of make a circle around this hollowed out tree section mm-hmm. um, and the circle around it, everything inside it is like um, the water has either been dropped or the land itself is raised. Like mm-hmm. this swamp area is a lot less within the boundaries of the boulders. Mm-hmm. Magical. Look, I'm not I'm not saying that we should try shaving a haircut on this boulder, but I'm also not saying <laughs> that we shouldn't try shaving a haircut on this boulder. <laughs> Um, is this uh, is this so does raw feel weird around <laughs> this rock and these rocks mm. not really okay this feels fine everything seems normal squash is just gonna uh pray to uh illmater that's the god of suffering right super dead yeah i know but it's still the god of suffering which the god squash used to <laughs> go to So Squaz is just gonna do a little like prayer to Illuminator, like, okay, please, please protect me. I'm about to do something dumb. Um yeah, and Squash is just gonna touch the rock to start with, and if that does nothing, he's gonna pass over the rock into the area. 
You touch the rock. It is cold and covered in a lot of slime. Gross. I need to check one spell. Yeah, yeah. A magic mouth really appears grim. on the boulder that says, What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> Somebody had to make the joke. If you had picked up that this whole thing wasn't a Shrek reference, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I like that boulder. That is a nice <laughs> boulder. Oh, I was, was going to say, uh, I was just about to make a dumb... I'm, gl I'm glad you pointed out, you said that it was actually a Shrek reference because I'm just over here like... <laughs> <laughs> the boulder is conflicted about whether to let you in. <laughs> the boulder. <laughs> you put your hand on the boulder. Yeah, it is cold, slimy, and damp. All right. Then Squash is going to climb on top of the boulder. Oh, well, now you can As really you... smell what the rock is cooking. You should put the magic <laughs> from that into more oh, clothes. God. That's it. I promise that was the last one. Boulder clothes. <laughs> As you climb on top of the boulder, it's very slippery. It's very difficult to, to navigate on, to not fall over flat on your butt. But you somehow managed to stand on top of this boulder, and it looks no different from up here than when you were down at the same level. Uh, could Squash possibly reach the the tree from here? No. No way in hell? No. No. Like, the, the distance between the boulder and, like, the, the, the hollowed-out tree is, it's too far for you to jump. Um. <laughs> what are you doing, Squash? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to wait. Squash. I'm going to wait because you're doing it. Uh, Squash is just trying to figure this out. Like, what can we do and can we not do? And yeah, you seem scared have... to move forward, right? Yes. You look yes. very okay. Can Raw pick up like a little pebble that's not magical <laughs> and just like toss it at like the door or something? Yes. Okay. Uh, take a range throw check for me, please. Um, I believe it should just be like a deck, like a straight dex roll should be like your range throw unless you have proficiency. Okay. With well, improvised weapons. No. I don't throw things at things too often. I throw hands. <laughs> um, 25. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this small pebble just goes... <laughs> flying over Squash's head and it kind of like hits like this kind of yeah the closest thing that you think would be a door um, and you hear it like bounce off and rattle and, and bounce on the floor and raw thumbs up there doesn't appear to be anything right now but as you see Raoul do thumbs up um, between two of the boulders to Squash's side you see this man just appear as if he's stepping forward as if from nowhere he is kind of like a tall older human male and he's got like a bit of a like a haunch to him so he's kind of like you know got like a the big back he leans over a lot um and you can see that his his fingers are really long and wrinkled you can see that his body is very very clearly quite old at his waist you can see that there is a small dagger and he's wearing these kind of like very dark blue robes you can see he's wearing 
fuck it. He can see that he's wearing he's wearing sandals. Um and he is leaning heavily on a really old oak staff. His body is quite covered in magical runes. You can see that sitting on his shoulder there is what looks like a small tarantula, and you can see mm. that at his side there is what looks like a saber-toothed tiger. The coolest thing in the not coolest thing this man has. <laughs> I approve and disapprove. Gotta counteract. Strongly. <laughs> Leaves you really neutral on it. You're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, I'm not neutral at all. I'm just strongly in both states of... Ooh, I'm, I'm having a lot of emotions right now. Strongly accepting. <laughs> <laughs> In an aggressively dissatisfied <laughs> manner. Uh, oh, oh, I want to be like okay you, but I don't want to be you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, does that guy like um, recognize our existence, or is he peering past us? Uh, no, he he recognizes at least. He's looking forward and he can see Bogram and Zoltana, um, Lafian and uh, Ral. Um, Ral, who I'm assuming is still doing the thumbs up <laughs> motion um, when he first comes out. Um, he hasn't quite spotted you yet, but like, give it time. He'll, he'll notice that you're there. You're kind of up on the boulder. Are we assuming the spider's on this man on purpose? Yes. Yeah, he seems totally chill no. with it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you got a spider on you. It's a conjuration wizard. Sounds like he's yeah. from uh, adv- advanced D&D if he's doing that. Hopefully. Oh um, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, is it safe for us to talk here? Safe where I'm standing. Don't know about where you are. Yeah, we're scared of your rocks, I think. What, these things? And he kind of like taps one with like, uh, with, with his staff, like, these things, they keep the riffraff out. Could we, Could we talk drink? inside? Who is Riff Raff? Not sure I want to talk inside. Hey, you get off my bloody boulder. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, we can talk outside, I mean. Squash awkwardly clamps down on the <laughs> our side of the boulder. <laughs> you got some nice rocks here, man. Thanks, I guess. You lot ain't dead. What the fuck are you doing here? What was his name, Sar something? Sarek. 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 Um, we came here looking for Sarek. I. Why are you whispering? There are things in the swamp, Sultana. <laughs> Literally tried to kill me. Literally tried. Sultana looks at, <laughs> like a little humbled and just shuts up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's not good at whispering or being quiet so she should not be part of this conversation there's like a little harumph <laughs> could be quiet there are why no doors guys, present why did you guys even invite me if you were gonna be quiet <laughs> I don't think it's like a it's like a that kind of a thing I think it's mostly just like a like oh fuck I am maybe not the best person to be part of this conversation <laughs> <laughs> she knows her failings and her her strengths uh, and her weaknesses. Strengths, yeah. Um, yeah. Squash just kind of looks over at him again and like, um, where, um, 
traveling in the stocking for the first and hopefully only time and uh, we heard that you've been here a very long time and we were hoping that you might have some uh, knowledge and experience that might help us. I help you do what? (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere off in the distance. (laughs) It's like, oh God. Yeah, you... I... You, you joke, but that's what I was going to do. Uh. <laughs> you hear you hear a lot of splashing um, coming off a little distance and it does seem to be heading in your direction. Uh, we need to get to the Well of Echoes and we need to find the Hourglass of Bikron and uh, none of us are immune to soul fire, so... We're hoping that somebody who has been here as long as you could maybe help us do this properly and with as little uh, casualties as we possibly could get. The Well of Echoes! Why would you want to be going there? Uh, can we talk about this indoors? You seem to be at least engaged. Nah, nah, you okay. see, I've got a special interest in the Well of Echoes and everything around that place. I'm not going to be letting any of your riffraff okay. have a no wee uh, over there. Okay. Alright, Cedric, look, listen... We're trying to find it because we need to find... (laughs) We need to find the Hourglass of Bikron. We're trying to stop an apocalypse, which I'm sure you're very well aware of at least what that sort of thing is like. Yeah, I've been there, mate. Yeah, we're trying to do that right now. Yeah, we have to find the Hourglass of Bikron because I need to uh, steal sand from it uh, so we can do our thing. All right, you're going to be stealing. Oh, please come straight on in then. Just go and steal shite from the stocking. Just go right ahead then, mate. Great. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry we bothered you, I guess. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just... I'm just fucking with you. Just come on in. Uh, there's a small part of Squash's brain that's back. going like, like, oh my god, he didn't call my bluff. Oh, thank god. <laughs> He steps back and he just disappears from view, but the tiger um, is still there and it's just kind of like staring at each of these like big yellow eyes. Uh, Squash is going to move over to the rocks where he passed through and go there. He's not going to assume all the rocks do the same thing. <laughs> just walk into a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as as you as you walk and you have to like really scoot past the saber toothed tiger who seems to just move to be in the center and be in irritation. Um, yeah, it kind of like sniffs you as you go past, and it kind of like hits you on the back of the leg as you go through, and you stumble through, and you find yourself in a really big, nice foyer. Um, the floor itself is like this really dark wood that has been like stained and it's really beautiful. You can see that right ahead of you, there was a staircase that goes up and branches to the left and to the right. And it's made of this kind of like light and dark marble with like this red running carpet that goes all the way up. You can see there is a room off to the left that has like this kind of polished wooden light floor, almost like a dance room. Um, And you can see that there is like a piano off to one side. And in the other room, you can see that there are all these chairs and tables arranged with like, you know, kind of like these drawing tables and such like. You find yourselves in a mansion. Mm. Would you say it is magnificent? It's bloody great. (laughs) My, what a magnificent mansion you have here. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. 
Uh, so let me get this straight. You plan to steal sand from the hourglass of Bikron. Um, to save the yeah. world. Yeah, that's the skinny of it, yeah. So you want to take over my girlfriend's position? Say that one more time. Position? I the whole part. I'm assuming your girlfriend is the current timekeeper. Aye. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, um... I want to take over her position as timekeeper. Yes. Roll for initiative. <laughs> Do you want to see that with a little more conviction? Because you're giving off this great big vibe like you don't want to. Um, you're, you're not wrong, but it's, it's my duty. I have to. So I need to become the timekeeper so that I can play my part in the events. All right, then. So what do you need from me? Well, I'm assuming you don't want to help us, maybe? Because it's... Yeah. No, see, I like this arrangement she and I have. I like our lives. Well, whatever is left. I like what we have. Well... I'm sorry if I'm taking that away from you. Uh, I, I didn't really know what I was agreeing to when I agreed to do this. Or some. Aye, she didn't either. Um, we came to you because we heard you'd been around for a very long time. And we assumed, apparently correctly, that you would know more about this area and how to navigate it. We came here because we were going to ask you for help, but I would not want to put you in that position if you don't want to be in it. I don't really want to help you, but there's this whole thing about apocalypses, ending of ages, doing the right thing and all that shite. There's a lot of that going around recently, yeah. The thing is, I'm not saying that I regret it, and I'm not saying that she regrets it, but 5,000 years is a bloody long time because you have to do something for one day. Yeah, but the world needs a timekeeper, does it not? The way I understand it, yeah. Well... I mean, she at least believes that you do, but I'm not so sure. Is she around? No, thank fuck. We're having a bit of a tiff right now, so she's doing her thing. I'm doing my thing. We're having a bit of a breather. Really quick question. She doesn't live in, like, a town, like, several miles from here, right? No. It's about day north if you're walking. Yeah, she, she goes north from here. Okay. Okay. Aye. So the well of echoes, was it? That general vicinity? Aye, aye, that's north. That's the one with the wee water features in our back garden. Water feature in the background. Okay. Can I ask her name? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Her name is Nanya. <laughs> Lady Sirek? I don't know. <laughs> Nanya Business? Whoa! I call her my lady. I don't know what you call her. Um... <laughs> I call her Penny. That's what you... I'm going to call her a cab when I, I hand her the pink her, slip. I call her... No, <laughs> Fuck. Call her 
the love of my life. I call her my soulmate. Ah, uh, Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter what you call me as long as you call me. <laughs> yep. Is it called a pink slip when you fire somebody? Sorry, I'm worried if my joke worked or not. <laughs> P45. We get P45s. Um, you get paperwork when you're fired? Yeah, her name is Hoop. It is a pink slip. Hmm, cool. That's an old word, though. People don't use that shit anymore. Yeah, I just get flipped nah. off and told to leave. <laughs> really? I just got a- aggressive text messages. <laughs> <laughs> Those were pink slips. I quit before the I font is in pink. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. Like anyone who's getting fired, who is firing at me, ever use that. I mean, I've been fired. I've only been fired like three times, but I've never had it used on me. But I, I've definitely uh, heard pink, like getting your pink slip as a terminology for sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I've heard it more as a redundancy though than a than a straight up firing. But I guess that's that's over the ocean terminology <laughs> we just get called being fired <laughs> no it's it's like a cutesy way of saying it it's it's, it's yeah getting handed your pink slip it's uh it's, it's probably uh, like a 1950s thing isn't, isn't that um, fast and furious when they like race for slips yeah i like that. it also like works that. actually for cars, yeah. yeah that's Car pink stuff. slips are also ownership papers for cars in the 50s I, I learned that in Need for Speed Underground. I Race for pink slips. I learned that in Greece. <laughs> so V, have you picked a name for this person? Hey. I said it already. Oh. Was it pink <laughs> slip? Her name is Hope. The irony of the time current timekeeper being named Hope does not fall uh does not <laughs> fall on deaf ears. No, especially not when the next one is called Squash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You can hope that you have enough time, and then the rest of it's hey. just washing time. Uh, One might say uh, at least his name isn't waste. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to squash any hope you guys had of this working out. All right, all right, get out of here. Um, what are all your names? Um, I'm Squash. Um, and Matslafian, Raul, and Sultana, and is Bogram in here? His name is not important. Yeah. He doesn't get one. <laughs> I'm assuming Sultana actually cuts off squash when he has about the yeah. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. His name is uh, going to be stricken from all historical records. <laughs> Bargroom just like looks pissed. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting to the point where like this is this is no longer funny. Um <laughs> It's beginning to hurt his feelings. Good. <laughs> That's what Zoltana wants to hurt his feelings. Oh. Look, okay, I don't know how many times I have to say that Zoltana's not a good person <laughs> or true, but she's not. And also, just to remind you guys, she's the goddess of bloody vengeance, so she can hold mm-hmm. a grudge more than anyone in the entire universe. She's going to show you how to hold a grudge. So, yep. uh, oh, you call it the book of grudges. I don't even. I. I, it's a I can't feel bad about you, it because it's very. It's, it's that's her character, and I love her. Um, All right. So, what is it that you want me to do? Any information you have? Any guidance? Suggestions? 
besides the turn back or cease this venture sort of thing. I do prefer if you didn't do it. That's not really in the cards for us. The other option is we all fade into oblivion. Yeah, there won't be any stalking or trees to put mansions in. It's a lovely mansion, by the way. Yeah, I get to work here um, when I die, but if we don't do this, then I might not get to work here. Look, I've been through the whole apocalypse thing. I know the stakes, you know. Sucks. A lot. Yeah, I am being stuck here for 5,000 years while she goes off and does what she does. It's not my cup of tea, but it's better than... You sure there isn't any other way of doing what you need to do? What do you need the sand for? Um, um, redacted. I, yeah, I'm gonna actually go ahead and say that I can't really talk about it because there are enemies everywhere. And you might end up bleeding out your nose, OS. Also that, there's oh, magic. Oh, for fuck's sake! Can you not substitute the sand for anything else? <laughs> what? Squash genuinely looks kind of confused. Like, what would you sa- <laughs> What would you substitute it with? Coke. What? <laughs> he, he kind of like he he leans he leans on his staff a bit, and he kind of like taps his foot on the ground and looks upwards as if he's thinking. And he's like, "Well, you could replace it with, uh, I mean." The crushed hopes and dreams of children everywhere? Don't crush hope, or I'll crush you. No, <laughs> oh. no, no. He's not going to crush hope, he's going to squash hope. It's in his name. <laughs> you could use, so far as I understand it, a couple of weapons made from the same material that the hourglass is made from. You might be able to use that crushed up, the pretty powerful magic. You could use dragon's blood mixed with the water from the Fountain of Youth. That might work. (laughs) Okay. You're a fountain of information. That's quite impressive. But we don't have any of those. And what we have even less of is time. You'll get a whole lot more of it, Timekeeper. The irony is not lost on me. So you need this sand for magic? Can't hope just cast it for you. Can she just give me the sand? No. Then no. Do you know how powerful that shite is? I've been after her to give me that for centuries. What are you going to do She's like, no. Something about the timeline and keeping it normal or some shite. But dragon's blood and this thing is the same thing? No, it's a substitution. It's an imitation. Time is made out of dragon blood. With the with <laughs> no, the NDA not. thing that we have going on here, uh huh. How how limited are we? I guess you'll just have to find out. <laughs> we haven't seen anyone explode yet. Yeah. <laughs> so how do I'm trying to think of a way that I could explain things in a way that's not going to make you have a nosebleed or anything without us getting in trouble. A nosebleed? That's nothing. It's just no it, on me. The nosebleed is usually when we tiptoe the line. Right, ah, uh, yeah. I remember one of my colleagues okay, talking so about that crap. Maybe if I allude to it in a way that you'll be able to put the pieces together, maybe I won't get in trouble. Sure. So you know how there's gods? Ugh, hi. And you know how there's other things that are above them? 
Aye, sentinels. Kaysen, Gunther, and other folk. Ruffin pulls out a piece of paper, writes down a second name real quick, puts that away. <laughs> he doesn't seem sure about either of those names. I just want to put that out there. So Laffy's just like making broad gestures like, uh-huh. So suppose we were instructed to do the thing that we now need to do. And he's like, put like using his hands and making like a sandwiching motion, like, come on, please put two and two together. You want to make a sandwich? <sighs> kind of. At this point, yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to make it so that I don't accidentally hurt you. All right. I, I understand. I work with higher beings putting restrictions on stuff. I've been there. Yes. We're under orders. Direct orders. See, I remember a time, a couple thousand years ago, the end of the last age, when we fought against being controlled by gods and deities and sentinels and having them decide what we do. It's why we broke fate, why we broke destiny. And here you are, following orders. Is that what the Dragonlit's War was about? No, no, I guess a lot of shite happened all at once. You know, a confluence of events. Wait, so there was mo- Oh, okay. I've seen a lot of my history disappear over 5,000 years. You know what? Never mind. An old man's musings. <sighs> Look, I can get you there safely. I can get you there to the edge of her garden. Really? I, I should probably go and apologize anyway, like... No time like the presence. You're really going to be good at this time pun thing, aren't you? I think <laughs> it's like a timekeeper thing. Hope is too. It's bloody annoying. I don't like puns. Uh. Well, you're really not going to like us then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't worry about it. I mean, listen, it helps the, uh, the time fly. <laughs> I offered you out of the kindness of my heart. Against I'm, my better I'm wishes sorry, I, to take you to my missus. And here you are, punning in my own home. My own wee home. Where I come from, that's considered <laughs> and, like, a compliment. The, the tiger just kind of like, the, 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 the saber-tooth tiger just kind of like very quietly growls next to him. Um, Not going to tell you shite. Not going to lie. I don't want you to do this. I like my life. I like living this long and stupid life with her. I don't like the responsibility of it, but it's better than being dead. For what it's worth, you were written very fav favorably in the history books. I am? I, I would consider that to be a compliment, personally. Everyone I've ever met said I was a dick. History books said that you were very powerful. The oh. epitome of a conjuration. Fuck. Does that, does that mean that Lindren's gonna get good things that gonna get good things written in him about the history books? Not if I have anything to say about it. In the history books about him. Wow. In the specific hit history book about twats, Lindren is gonna be a top <laughs> of the list. <laughs> Zoltana, if you'd like, we can we can write a book together specifically for that purpose. The book is gonna be called "How to Spot a Dick in uh, <laughs> Five Ways." <laughs> 
every step, it's Lindren. <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll spin it into nursery rhymes. It'll make it perfect. That way, everybody for eternity will know. Oh my god, yeah, for kids! That's Can perfect. we not make nursery rhymes with the word dick in it, please? What, have you not read the classic book, Go the uh, Fuck to Sleep? once was a guy named Lindren. Everybody fucking hated him. He was a giant prick, but we called him a dick. There once was a guy named Lindren. I don't remember how to do the last line of my breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, for a 5,000-year-old guy, that was pretty good. I, you don't even know who uh, a Lindren is. No. Um, Stay away from him, though. I'll take you there. Thank you. I need to take something. Uh, an apology. Oh, I might have something. Um, I feel like reaching his bag of holding and pull out. Wait, wait. How does a bag of holding work here? <laughs> does my hand just fucking out. zip off into fucking nowhere? You can't see your hand, um, but you feel whatever it is you're reaching for. Okay, that's weird. So, functionally, it feels exactly the same. Okay. He reaches into Bogram the bag. Bogram knows where it's going. <laughs> Bogram, if you touch my shit, uh-huh. I will break every bone. I'm not actually saying that. You that's just... me laughing. That's me, Arch. Okay, okay. Shit, me laughing. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay, all right. Sure. He reaches into the what bag of holding for? and pulls out one of the bottles of fine elvish wine. Okay. And I'm not sure if you and her are big into drinking, but this is some of the good elvish wine. I appreciate the offer, but she appreciates my magic, so I'll conjure up something real nice. You know, that's kind of sweet, actually. I like that. Conjure this dick! (laughs) Sorry, I fucking... I had to. Jesus Christ, Casey. (laughs) I could not help myself to not do that. You You right now are, like, the football player in every one of those classic movies. That has to make the one little quip <laughs> right at that one moment where it's like... <sighs> uh, uh. When you brought those uh, ghost peppers and we had a bad time, um, is this where you got those from? You remember uh, that challenge? Kinda. You know. Hey, you were crying a lot. Emma was yeah. like, I don't care. She said it was stupid. It was. It was stupid. Uh, oh my god, my eyes hurt for like four days straight. I don't know how she ate that without caring. She did tell you not to touch your eyes. She told you. I, I know, but it would taste... It hurt. It hurt so much, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> Zoltana Where? adds another sin of Bogram to the, the Zoltana <laughs> Bogram book in her mind. <laughs> Starts page two. <laughs> I'll come up with something. I'll be all right. One last check. You sure you want to do this, Squash? Yes. All right. But don't sound like you want to do it, but all right. And he reaches out like his hands uh, forward and you see that he begins to cast um, a teleportation spell. It looks somewhat different from what you're used to seeing it as, and you can clearly tell this is like an older, more crude style um, of casting the magic, but it, it does the job. Um, and you feel a tug on the back of your navels. So I enjoyed this episode a lot. 
Um, there was a lot of listening back to this episode, especially now that you put the music in and edited everything to sound really dope. Um, there are so many moments in here that's made me laugh so much. Um, all the bolder puns, ah, oh, the good old days, and uh, conjure this dick, uh, Casey. I I love Casey. Um, I want to say a huge thank you to Harry, who did the voice of Cyric for us. Um, Harry is a friend of mine who I used to work with here on um, on the island. And yeah, he came in and did this and he made it so much better than I had originally recorded it. Like, Harry, top notch. Thank you so much for uh, voicing Cyric. And you should be uh, hearing him again in the next episode. Fingers crossed. Um, I also want to say thank you to one of our newer patrons, Zombie Batman. Thank you so much for your support and your help. And a huge thank you uh, to Derps uh, for the name Hope. Um, (laughs) I know where this name comes from. I uh, hope you enjoy that it is in the episode where it is and who it is. And you're probably about to hear a ad from Microphones and Monsters. Go check them out, give them a listen, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. This has been a Blighthouse Studio production. Thank you for listening. Microphones and Monsters is a Cthulhu D&D actual play with a balance of horror, mystery, and comedy. Our story begins in a 1920s Magitech noir setting. We follow the story of Alistair. That power is very much something that I need, and I don't want that to stop. Victor. I don't think I want to help you. And Julian. It's burning. What happened here can't see the light of day. As they come face to face with Eldritch Horrors. <laughs> I don't think you could ever stop me. And try not to fall into madness. Go to microphonesandmonsters.com or listen wherever podcasts are found. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.